Lord, thank you for this beautiful morning. Thank you for this beautiful people, this beautiful church. Holy Spirit, I ask you to please bless us with your message today. Please open our hearts, our minds. Let us know you better. Let us be better. Let us walk closer to your son, Jesus. In the holy name of Spirit, in the holy name of Jesus Christ, alabado seas Padre. Amen. All right. Good morning, everybody. You want to take your seat? Welcome to OTC Church. So happy to be here today. We're going to talk about limited resources today. If you have your bulletins in your hands, this is something that I received from the Lord. And it's funny how last week, when was talking about uh, limits and taking aim in God, what God wanted you to do in your life. So today, the question, the mixer was, what do you do in your spare time? And it's funny because most of us with kids at home, we don't find a lot of spare time. So it's tricky. It's a tricky question for sure. And if we think about limited resources, definitely time is the first that we think about. If we can be sure about something in life, is that we're going to die. And even to make it more complex, and add more drama to the equation, no one knows when this will happen. In the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, chapter 9, verse 5 says, For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. And we also have other limited resources, like money, for example, which is usually something that we struggle with if we don't have a right priority on how we spend it. The book of Matthew, chapter 6, says, you cannot serve God and money. And then we have our gifts and talents. We are all born with unique, specific gifts that were given by God. For us to use them to serve one another, if we read the book of first, uh, first book of Peter, chapter 4, verse 10, says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. And what about our health? Much can be said about how we can take care of our, our bodies. But what the scripture says, in 1 Corinthians, we can read, You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. I would like to share a story about someone that I met a few years ago. Let's call him Tony. And Tony used to live his life by his, by his own ways, his own understanding. He used to have everything he wanted in life. He had a nice job, a nice car, lots of friends, girlfriend. And Tony had a good heart, but he started to hang out with people with unhealthy lifestyles, with unhealthy habits. Tony eventually fell into temptation and he was seduced into a life of pleasure. He was living his life on the edge, staying up late, intoxicating his body, going deeper into debt and not paying attention on his career or not setting healthy goals for his life. You will meet Tony and you will think he got everything figured out. He was friendly, successful, charismatic. What could be wrong? 
But Tony was unfortunately setting himself up for failure, up for sickness, and eventually a premature death. This story reflects how we are sometimes and the danger of trusting on our own ways, our own understanding. Even today, all of us, we know our time is limited, not knowing how much time we have left. We know our money is limited, and still we might be relying on it. We might be relying on our possessions for comfort and security. Here we are today with our gifts and talents. Each one of us have unique talents and gifts, and sometimes we are not using them for what they were designed for. We have our health, our bodies, our minds, our hearts, which sometimes are overloaded with excessive work, lack of sleep, and improper nutrition. I know it is true in my life, and it might be true in yours. We act as if we knew how long we will live, and as if we were sure that we will accomplish all the plans that we have in life. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, only if we are trusting God and not in our own ways. The scripture in James chapter 4, verse 14 says, You do not know what will be tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Let's take a look at a couple of bullet points here. And it's in your bulletin. Uh, the way we use our time, the way we use our money, the way we use our gifts, our talents, and our bodies is going to reflect the priorities that we have in life. God has told us that we must follow his kingdom first, and then everything else will be provided. If we read Matthew chapter 6, verses 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So I ask myself a question, and you might be asking yourself, what does it mean to follow God's kingdom first? I was actually thinking about this, and I found this answer from this lady. She's an ordained minister and Bible teacher. Her name is Margaret Minix. And I love the answer because she says, the kingdom of God is the supreme power, the authority of God, and his rule over all creation. We should seek first that kingdom so we can be part of all that God has to offer. When we depend on him for everything, instead of relying on others or ourselves. And I love this part where it says, when we depend on him. And it might be true for you as it is true for me. Depending on him is probably the most challenging task in my life. If we read Proverbs, the book of wisdom, in chapter 3, verses 5 to 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. 
So we know this. We know we need to depend on God for everything. How do we do it? How do we depend on God and make him our priority in our lives? The answer is having a personal relationship with Jesus. How we balance all we have in our lives and make God our priority is a personal question, a personal journey that only you and God can answer and define. Each one of us have unique circumstances, unique ways to make a living, unique challenges, and unique, unique gifts and talents. <clears throat> Excuse me. I can share from my personal life. Making God has always been a priority and a wish since I met Christ, since I met Jesus. And I know it will always be a struggle because we have a lot of distractions in life. We have temptations. We have lies around. If I don't want to make God my priority, is nurturing this relationship with God on a daily basis. So let's go over a few ideas and principles on how we can depend more on God. The first one we're going to talk is usage, usage about our time. And with God's wisdom, I have learned that we need to focus on what we have today around us. We don't need to look further. We have people around us. We have things to do around us. We have responsibilities already. So the time we spend with God daily has to be a priority. Praying, reading, listening, or watching scripture-based messages. We need this daily reminder of how loved and blessed we are, which is a gift that was given to us by Jesus. He paid the price for all of us to be in heaven. So that daily reminder is going to keep us focused through the day. The time we spend with our family, our spouses, our children, our siblings, uh, even those distant relatives that we don't see that often, is also a priority we need to make on a daily basis. We might not have a lot of time, but still, making time for approaching your loved ones and telling them how much you love them, making sure they know that you care for them. It's easy to get lost in things, in routines, and just assume your kids, your spouse know you love them. You have to tell them. And you have to help them be there for them as possible. What about the usage of our money? With God's wisdom and his principles about money, I have learned that money has, sorry, become, uh, comes from work. That's where money comes from, another place else. And who gives you the ability to work? God. Your health, your ability to learn, your ability to go outside and do something, that's God's gift to you. And you should work, use that gift to bring to your family. Once you do that, if you want to make the best usage of your money, the first thing you need to do is make a budget. Control your money. I have learned that if we want to manage God's uh, money that he puts in our hands, this is the first thing we need to do to make sure we care for our family finances. 
I have also learned that we need to prioritize in three things. The first one is giving. The first thing we need to do with our money is giving. And not because God needs our money. It's because it's good for us. We're going to be humble. We're going to be grateful once we start giving. Second thing is saving. We need to save. We shouldn't spend all our money. The third thing is spending in the right things with priorities. Making sure our families have food, a good shelter, and clothing. Everything else is icing on the cake. And I have learned that we must take care of our hard-earned income by avoiding debt and investing for future needs. Usage of gifts and talents. With God's wisdom, we can work on making best, the best of our gifts and talents, trying to spend more time in our ministries, our church community, and keeping our ears and eyes open so we can share the gospel with the people around us. We need to be diligent in approaching people and listening to them, understanding how they're doing, sincerely asking that question, how are you doing? And then identifying those opportunities that God can give us to share the gospel, share our testimonies and say, hey, I've been there or I am there and this is what I'm doing to be better in life. Usage of our bodies. With God's wisdom, we can take care of our bodies, focusing on living a healthy, measured life, prioritizing moving instead of looking for comfort. And I'm laughing because I, I do that most of the time. Having the proper rest that our body needs and our minds need. Finding joy. And, and I like this one because uh, finding joy in those things that are worthy and pure. Proverbs 17.22 says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So in summary, let's take a look at this couple of bullet points. If I want to grow in faith and obedience and make God my priority in life, I must change the way I spend my time, the way I spend my money, the way I use my gifts and talents, and the way I use my mind and my body. I have to be intentional and prioritize in taking care of what God has entrusted me and start to get rid of the things that are not getting me closer to Jesus. Let's go ahead and reflect in a few questions. If, would you, if you want to probably close your eyes or just focus on, on what we're going to ask, just answer to yourself. Be honest. And the first answer is going to be the right one. What are you spending most of your time on? What are you watching or reading? Is it nurturing your life, your soul? Who are your friends? The people you spend most of the time. Are they helping you keep your walk straight? Or are they stumbling rocks in your life? Are you spending time with your loved ones? Or is it just a wish? Are there any needs that you know your family need to cover today? Have you made that phone call to your sick friend, your parents? your distant relatives? 
Have you said good morning to your neighbor? Is your money being controlled and is it being used to take care of your family and advance God's kingdom? Are we helping foster kids, single moms, widows? Where is our energy going? If we remember the story about Tony, I want to tell you good news. Tony met Christ. He surrendered his life to Jesus and he accepted the greatest gift ever. And from that day on, he realized that he was lucky because he still had his health. He still had his job and he was actually surrounded by good people. He only had to open his eyes and find them. So Tony, he started to change his life. He found uh, a purpose learning what God has to say about how to live a worthy, clean, purposeful life. And Tony still is facing a few challenges, a few temptations and struggles in his life. But now with the Holy Spirit, the power of prayer, God's word in the scriptures to, he's got God's word for, in the scriptures to nurture his body, his soul, his mind. And he's now sharing this testimony with, the, with his friends, with the people around him. Tony is now trying every day to focus on what is more important. He will never be perfect or he will never be like Jesus. But he has, at least he will have a better life. And touch some of the lives that he has around him. If we come to a conclusion, we can find from the scriptures that we know our time is limited. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus the Lord. We also know that death is not our final destination. It doesn't have to be. The scripture says that Jesus is life. And in the book of John, chapter 13, Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus defeated death. Jesus is life after death. The book of John Chapter 3, verse 16 says, For God loved so much the world that he gave his only, his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. It is our faith on Christ that saves us from death. The book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 8 to 9 reads, for it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith, and this is not from, your, from yourselves, this is a gift from God, not by works, so no one can boast. I love this story in the gospel books about Jesus being in the cross and having two criminals, cr criminals sorry, at his sides. One of the criminals, he was actually challenging Jesus, denying he was God. 
And he even asked, hey, if you are God, why don't you save yourselves and save ourselves? Then the other criminal at the other side, he was thinking, no, he is God. He believed in his heart, Jesus was God, and he could spare his life. And this criminal turns to Jesus, and I'm going to read it. And he says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And what Jesus did, truly I tell you, today you will be with Luke 23, 43, 44. And just as this criminal, Tony did the same thing. He trusted that God will help him change his life and save him. He only had to believe, turn to God, and God will respond. Today, Tony knows for sure he's going to heaven. There's no question. Only because he had faith. Only because he believed. Maybe you're struggling with a lack of time to complete all you must do in a day. Or maybe you have time to spare and you can use it more wisely. Help you improve your lifestyle, advance God's kingdom. Maybe your finances are the struggle in your life. The debt you might be carrying, the things that we buy that only distract us from what is important. Maybe your health is weak. Or you could move more and eat better. Whatever the case is, if you want to change the way you're handling your limited resources, the first step is to render them, surrender them to God. Jesus, we ask for wisdom and guidance for us to be able to put you first to make you our priority. As you have promised that the rest will fall in its right place. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to turn to you, to live a life with a purpose, to be with you in heaven for eternity. I want to ask you something. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ in your heart as your Savior, today is the day. If you accepted Jesus a long time ago and you feel like you're not making Jesus your priority in life, today is the day we can turn back to him and say, Hey, Jesus, help me. I want you to be my priority in life. So wherever your case is, if you can, you can pray with me. Lord Jesus, Thank you for paying for my sins in the cross. I acknowledge I am a sinner and I need you in my life. I want you to be my priority and I recognize you as my savior. I accept your gift of eternal life and I ask you to be my Lord and my ruler in your holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.